There is an old Japanese story that I heard from a friend once. So, the story goes as follows. One tsunami season, the sea around a village is especially rough. The ground quivers as villagers from that coastal village feel a huge gargantuan tsunami wave rushing towards them. They hurry. They climb up the nearest hill carrying only their most essential possessions. Once on top of the hill, the villagers look on as the huge tsunami wave comes crashing at their beloved homeland. Amongst these villagers, a, there is a young boy. As he sees his home, and everything that is loved getting destroyed, the boy starts tearing up. He's overcome with emotion and is jittering, shivering with loss, anxiety, and nervous fear. Trying to make sense of his emotions, the boy looks around, and that's when he sees an old man with nothing but a calm, steely resolve on his face. The boy walks up to the old man and asks him, Sir, how are you not afraid? How are you not anxious or sad? Everything that we have ever had is gone. Aren't you even a little afraid of the future? The man does not reply. He just keeps smiling calmly, wordlessly. The boy is still confused. Baffled, the boy asks him, Sir, please tell me. How can I stop being anxious and afraid? How can I stop worrying about the future? Especially when everything feels so uncertain. The older man just looks at the boy, smiles slowly and says, I don't know son, but when you figure it out, you tell me. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Hrdit Sudev, and this is the very first episode of the Katha Podcast, where we attempt to reclaim, redefine, and empower honest, vulnerable stories about our past, our present, and our future. So when I was trying to come up with, well, you know, the first episode for this podcast, I was confused. There are so many things that I want to talk about with this podcast so many stories that i want to tell there are so many people who have inspired me who i want to have on this podcast sharing their stories but what do i begin with what should the very first episode of my podcast be i was confused i didn't know what to do and when i was prepping you know ideas for this episode that's when i realized that I shouldn't go story hunting into the past or the future. But it's that middle aspect of the podcast that I need to focus on, the present. And that's what today's episode is going to be about, the world that we are living in right now. I mean, over the past few months, we have lived through some of the most uncertain times in our generation. We have battled and we're still battling probably the world's most catastrophic and devastating global pandemics in the last century. 
while also dealing with political, economic and social turmoil around the world. We have markets collapsing, we have currencies getting devalued, we have economies crashing. We also had a massive reckoning of racial justice and racial equity and awareness in America and around the world. Meanwhile, we are also dealing with a huge environmental climate emergency that ranges all the way from the Australian bushfires that we had earlier this year. Yeah, guys, that was this year. That was this uh, January and February. I know it feels like forever ago, right? Yeah, that was this year. So we had that fires earlier this year. We had the floods in India. We had the floods in uh, uh, mainland Southeast Asia. We had climate disasters all across East and North Africa. And now we are having huge wildfires, huge fires across the western coast of the United States, California, Colorado, um, you know, all of the western states. It's horrible. I live in Colorado. I live in Denver. And um, my friends who live uh, uh, further up northwest in Colorado, my friends in Grand Junction and stuff like that, they actually have ash raining down on, to, on their homes right now as we speak. We are living through all of these things. Some of us are battling these on the front lines. Some of us are essential workers. Some of us are trying to find vaccines for uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Some of us have loved ones or ourselves or people we know suffering from the disease. We have people suffering from the environmental calamities happening around us. We have uh, people facing the brunt of the economic collapse and the failure of capitalism that is happening around us. We are dealing with all of these things and we are living through some of the most uncertain times in history. And that is the story that I wanna to tell today. The story of uncertainty and how to deal with it. So the reason that I began this episode with a little anecdote of the Japanese folktale was because that story spoke profoundly to me. And I think that's something we can all carry with us right now as we deal with this uncertainty. That story talks about loss, right? About losing everything that those villagers had. And that's kind of what we are living through right now. We may not be having a tsunami, but all of these other things that I mentioned, they are the tsunami. And many of us are like that little boy. We are crying, we are overcome with emotion. And rightfully so. It's not easy living in the world that we are living in right now. And I know that we all have our own process and we all should figure out what our process is and whatever that is, I respect that. But one thing that I think we can all learn from that story is that victim mindset is not going to help anyone. That's what we see in the story, right? Uh, when the kid asked the old man how he's able to overcome his nervousness and his fear and his anxiety, the old man has no wisdom to share because he's just as afraid as the little boy. We are all afraid. We are all anxious. No one has it figured out. See, the thing about living in this uh, 
social media ridden world is that see there are positives to social media but there are also negatives to it the negative is that we see everybody else's lives on full display all day every day and it's easy to judge ourselves to hold ourselves to the standards of others lives to compare ourselves against them against their successes against their failures and that's when we fall into this pit right this trap where we just create this vicious cycle of anxiety and unhappiness in our heads because all of our losses feel magnified and all of our wins feel minimized and that's what we need to escape because we need to realize that the old man was just as anxious as the little boy but what made him different was that he was not focusing on the loss he was not focusing on his anxiety instead he was focusing on the future he was focusing on hope i don't remember who said this i think it was thomas edison who said that every failure is an opportunity to start fresh and all you have to do is to take that opportunity and that is the mindset we need to be in right now because the human race as a species is going through one of the biggest crises of our time and we are all feeling the brunt of it some more than others and our system has lied to us and i will talk about this more in future episodes i want to keep the first one short and just you know talk to the uncertainty that we are facing right now and just address this anxiety that we are all feeling right now this uncertainty so uh you know i will talk about this more in future episodes but the world that we are living in right now we're living in this late stage monopoly capitalist state with these huge surveillance capitalist corporations and corrupt socio-political systems that do not care about us in power that's the world that we live in today the world has failed us and right now with this pandemic and the global climate emergency and the economic collapse and all of these other problems that we're facing we cannot afford to be complacent we cannot afford to be sad and yes i am not invalidating your experience i was in the pit too for a while and we all need that time to you know let ourselves be sad it's okay to not feel okay but once we realize that this too will pass we need to consciously make an effort to pull ourselves out of that vicious fucking hole that has trapped us because only then can we actually look to the future and what we as people can do to fix it can do to remake the world better because every loss as i said is an opportunity to start fresh to start anew so i touched on this a little in the very beginning when i was giving the introduction to this episode but what we need to do to get out of that pit and to start working on the future is to get rid of the victim mindset and again the corporate oligarchy and the world that we live in with all of its faults has failed us and we are all victims and i am not denying the fact that some people have a harder situation than others that's that's true that's just a fact it's not debatable some people just have it harder than others some people are victimized more by the system than others you know there are people who have it so much harder than me and there are people who have it so much easier than me 
And as we rebuild the world, what we need to do to create a world where less people are victimized by the system, where less people have it this hard, where there are more people with economic, social, spiritual, psychological, emotional, physical mobility. The way we can do that is to stop seeing ourselves as victims right now. Instead, see ourselves as agents of change. Because that is how we will beat these uh, crises that we are facing today. To see ourselves as agents of change, as active agents of change. So I don't know how many of you know this, but I'm a writer. And when I write, one thing that I usually try to focus on is to make my character an active agent and not a passive ragdoll thrown around by destiny and fate. I'm not a huge believer in destiny. I believe that we are the masters of our own destiny. And I have spoken about this before, and I, this is something I actually believe in, is that human beings have infinite potential, that we have the potential to change the world. All of us, every single one of us, is a change maker waiting to happen. And I was watching this video by Jay Shetty that really made me think. He was talking about this unique nature of pain, right? He was talking about how the crazy thing about pain is that we all think our pain is the worst. Within our own little bubble, our pain is the worst thing that happens to anybody. And we compare our pains with others all the time. And that's also going back to what you know the social media thing we do that all the time and it's not just social media information has become faster we see what's happening in other people's life in real in real time and so we compare our pains with theirs and we make judgments on ourselves on them on the world and while that pain is valid and you need to go through that pain and deal with it i am not saying that the pain is invalid but while it is real and valid, the reason I encourage people to look beyond that pain and towards hope is because, again, as Jay says, this mindset is just a one-way ticket to a lifelong commitment of sadness, a lifelong commitment of feeling stuck and lost. And that simply will not do, especially when we have so much potential. Instead, what we need to do is to empathize with ourselves, with others, and with the world. And look at these problems through a corrective lens. And based on our skills, our talents, our knowledge, our ideas, our understanding of the world, of humanity, of the universe, do your little bit. Do what you can to fix the world, to course correct humanity. You know, sometimes I feel stuck and lost and I feel like a failure some days, honestly. And then when I'm making my cup of coffee, I'm listening to these videos, reading these uh, books, honestly, listening to these audiobooks or watching these videos. And I hear these incredible stories, these stories of people who are breaking barriers, who are doing things that I never thought possible. People like uh, Felicitas Mendez, uh, who along with her husband, Gonzalo, spearheaded an educational civil rights battle in California and set an important legal precedent for changing de jure segregation in America. People like Salomar de Timaka, who, an environmentalist in the Indian state of Karnataka, who planted 385 banyan trees along a highway 
as well as 8,000 other plants all across the state single-handedly flipping off corrupt corporations and an even more corrupt bourgeois liberal government and teaching them how to fix the environment effectively causing a dent on India's carbon emissions. People doing these incredible things all around the world. Writers, content creators, activists, people out on the front lines. And when I hear these incredible stories, my belief that human potential is infinite is once again uh, reinforced. I am convinced that we can do anything if we come together and work together for a better world. I know this because I have been there, right? Uh, I traveled around a lot as a child. Uh, I, emig I immigrated to Oman with my parents when I was five years old. For a while, we could not find economic stability. There were times when I would walk by a store and see a candy I liked and I knew I couldn't ask my parents to buy that candy for me because we couldn't afford it. When I was 18, I moved to the United States. As a brown middle class immigrant, the system constantly tried to keep beating me up, but I refused to give up. And I'm not asking you to pull yourself up by the bootstrap bullshit because that is just that, bullshit. A story that the rich and privileged, the people in power, have created to give us an illusion of meritocracy so that when one of us breaks free and makes something for ourselves, they can point towards that person as a model something, a model minority, and tell the rest of them that, hey, look at that, they've did it, so the oppression isn't real. So that's just that, that's bullshit, that's just a story. The reason why it's dangerous is that it creates a false sense of individuality. It asks you to do it just for yourself. It puts the entire onus and incentive on you. But that's not what the world actually is like. And that's why I want us to start from a place of selflessness, right? A place of understanding how the world works, how the systems of the world work. We should do this not just for ourselves, but for everyone else as well, because we are all in this together. What I'm asking you to do is to recognize that the oppression is real, is to recognize that the playing field is not even, to recognize that some people have it harder than you and some people have it easier than you, to recognize that we are living through the biggest crisis of our generation, that we are living through uncertainty, to recognize that we might lose everything that we have, everything that we made, during this ordeal to recognize that the world that we are living in today will never be the same again. And then with that recognition, with that knowledge, that class conscious, race conscious, nature conscious, world conscious wisdom, that acknowledgement, I want you to take that and make something out of it. I can't tell you what to make out of it. That's our process, each to their own. But as I said, we are all inherent change makers. We all have that potential within us. So if we just took this untapped potential and diverted it from the past towards the future, there is no saying what we are capable of. We can change this world. We can change the system for the better. And we can rebuild the world anew and raise it from the ashes 
of all these crises that we are facing right now. We can do that together if we tap into our potential. As the old man said the boy in the story that I began with, as the old man showed the boy, it's not about not being afraid. We are all afraid. It's not about not being anxious. We are all anxious. It's not about not being uncertain. We are all uncertain. But it's about seeing that and growing from it. It's about focusing towards the future. It's about letting go of the past. It's about letting go of your attachment to what the world once was. What we need is not a quote unquote go back to the normal. What we need is collective action towards a new normal. A normal that will protect us in case something like this happens ever again. And that's the duty, that's the onus on us, is to build that new normal. As uh, Pi Patel says in The Life of Pi, in the end, all of life becomes an act of letting go. And right now, it's time for us to let go of that past and look towards the future. And that's what I want to leave you with today, my friends. I know this does not feel like much of a story. That's because it isn't. It isn't a story, at least not yet. Because this is just the prologue to the story that we are going to write together. The story of the future. And let's think about that until next week when I'll come to you with a story from the past. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. This was Kadha Podcast and I am Hridit Sudev.